clubhouse. As long as we get a t-shirt. Or blowing hookers. Whatever. Whatever you can get in the mail. <laughs> the wild ride sending out blowing hookers to, to our best listener who comes up with a, a closing for us. These motherfuckers got the best swag ever. <laughs> You come up with a jingle and we'll jingle your... Never mind. Welcome to Interview with a Podcast, a Pod Clubhouse original. I'm Caroline from Daily Review. And I'm Mike from Pop Culture Review. Each week on Interview with a Podcast, we sit down for a chat with a podcast or website and its creators. Here at Pod Clubhouse, our main goal is to create a community of collaboration among podcasters and their friends. If someone has something to say, has a passion for a topic, we want the Clubhouse to be a way for content creators to find their voice. Through Interview with a Podcast, we'll be able to highlight a diverse array of podcasts from TV to music, movies to comedy. Maybe it'll be a sports podcast one week or a DIY home projects podcast. Hopefully we can help you discover the next must-listen-to true crime podcast. Each episode gives you, the listener, a chance to meet and decide if their podcast is a fit for you. That's right. We've got two goals here. With Interview with a Podcast, we hope to be a destination for listeners to get curated podcast recommendations. And for content creators, we hope to be an outlet to increase visibility and listenership. It's the rising tide lifts all boats approach to collaboration. If there's a podcast you think we should feature on Interview with a Podcast... Send us a DM, and we'll see if we can set up an interview. And with that, I think it's time we get to this week's guest. This is Caroline. And this is Mike. Welcome to Interview with the Podcast. Tonight, we're talking with The Wilder Ride. From The Wilder Ride, joining us is Walton Allen. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Hey, great. Thanks for having us tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the invite. We all love getting to know podcasts, and you guys are certainly the wilder. So, yeah, we're into it. <laughs> we're into Allen and Walt. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, Wild. No, actually, can, I get, can I get you to say that again, but a little bit lower and just to me? And with my pants off. I got it. <laughs> you know, that was optional, but I'm going to now that you've added it, <laughs> there have been no pants on. All right, boyos. So what's the name of your podcast? And talk to me about any other hosts or guests that you guys have visit with you. Well, we called it The Wilder Ride initially simply because we're doing movies by minutes. At least that was our format for the first couple of seasons where we look at one minute of a movie at a time. And that's our episode. We'll talk about whatever's going on in that minute, whether it's the actors, the scene, the backdrop, whatever. And because we're both fans of Gene Wilder, the idea came to us pretty much within the, the a year or so of the death of Gene Wilder. And so we called it The Wilder Ride, sort of a play on words because it's the movies of Gene Wilder. And so we looked at Young Frankenstein in season one, and then we looked at Blazing Saddles in season two. So every day we would drop a new episode. And so we would have a guest join us for that week. So there's way too many guests to kind of mention, but we try to always have a guest host through every week of each episode of uh, the uh, show. So it was all about trying to introduce the fans to maybe a movie that they kind of knew about, but maybe didn't know enough of the history, or maybe they never really realized why there was such a following. And if they could kind of get into maybe the background, some of the trivia, some of the outtakes. So one of the things we like to do is look at the script and see what changed from the shooting script versus what actually got put into the final production so uh you know that's kind of the genesis of the of the concept and then walt i'll, I'll shoot it over to you because when it came down to picking the first movie you actually were responsible for season one yeah try to blame me um <laughs> yes yeah, so, someone's responsible <laughs> well we're irresponsible in our case but through, you know we are both gene wilder fans and there are plenty of movies to choose from but my favorite gene wilder movie has always been young frankenstein that was what we started with and you know as alan said we took each minute of the movie as an episode of our podcast and to me that is still one of the great comedies of all time and so we had a ball doing that and then in season two we were brave enough or crazy enough to take on blazing saddles so as you can imagine in the uh, political and social climate we have now uh that you know, there were some challenges, but uh, we made it through. I think we did uh, a lot of justice to the movie. And, of course, that is one of the great comedies of all time as well. I have to tell you that Young Frankenstein is one of my absolute faves. I was, like, in fifth grade and that um, I Ain't Got Nobody was about the funniest joke I ever heard my whole <laughs> life. My whole life. I tell you. 
and Igor and the whole thing, everything about it. And then as I got older and I realized there even was like boobs and other things in the movie, I was like, oh, my God, there was like other things going on besides like Igor over here. It's very layered. It is. It is a layered movie. My son was actually cast in, he was going to be in the ensemble uh, of a community production of Young Frankenstein. Uh, it would have actually run this past summer, but then got postponed and then canceled because of COVID times. Of course. But I was mm. like, I was like, what a, what a time to introduce you to Young Frankenstein. Yeah, we'll do the, do the full musical version of it. Yeah, it's funny. One of my friend's sons was in their production as well last year. And so his son ended up listening to all of our episodes in preparation. It, it's it's a really I mean it's a fun movie. It was a fun movie to break down, and I actually like the movie better after breaking it down like that than I did before. Well, I was going to so, ask you: Did you guys ever feel like oh, fuck? This is a bit of a chore at any point, or where was it? Like you just said, did you end up getting a deeper appreciation for it? The chore I think is in the pre-production, doing all the work, looking at all the minutes ahead of time, trying to get all of the nuances of what's happening in the scene, trying to make sure you don't get something wrong because you guarantee that if you, as soon as you say something and you release it and, and you're wrong, you're going to hear about it. So, you know, doing the research, trying to check the script, looked at you know the actors who were in it, the time that it was shot, trying to point out if there were any continuity errors, things like that. So it almost felt more arduous doing the pre-production, the scheduling, you know, just when you think, God, we got to record. And then as soon as you start recording, you lose track of time. It just becomes the most fun thing in the world because then you realize whoever you've brought on that week as your guest also has a love of the same movie. And sometimes we brought guests in that we didn't even know. We just reached out to people that we thought had, you know, similar interests or people that were maybe experts in a particular field that could help weigh in on certain things, whether it was filmmaking or horror or whatever. And so it just became kind of a, a, you just loved the recording sessions because you realized all the work that led to the session became fun. Well, one of our best guests was a doctor who we brought in for the scene where Dr. Frankenstein was teaching the medical student class and had him kind of compare what real med school is like compared to that uh, scene. And oddly, he said it was kind of similar. <laughs> so I would in some respect. Other than the, the, the doctor stabbing himself in the leg and stuff like that. Well, <laughs> until they brought the victim out. And- <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Hilltop or Hillside or whatever. I think I got a little bit more maybe worn down or uh, whatever from Blazing Saddles because every guest that came on kind of felt like they had to start off with, I'm not a racist and I don't approve of the things that are being said here and I don't like the N-word. And so you kind of felt like almost the first episode was explaining why. Apologizing. uh, Yes. Your disclaimer is longer than the actual episode. Yes, absolutely. And so there were times that Alan and I were kind of like, you know, okay, all right, we we got it. We've been through the disclaimer too. You know, we're not assholes. We're just talking about a movie, and uh, so there was some of that. But both of them are such great comedies, and there are so many funny parts, even of, of Blazing Saddles, that have nothing to do with racial jokes or anything like that. But there's a great message in both of them. Uh, I think for both movies, we really had a good time with it. I appreciate both movies more. I appreciate Mel Brooks more after working through both of those. So Yeah, I think we both agreed. The early Mel Brooks, we realized if you look back at his entire body of work, his best stuff is his earlier stuff. So I love Gilmore Girls, and one of the lines in that one is that she's going to get Mel Brooks' face tattooed on her ass because he deserves it because he's like such a great a great master. <laughs> Cracks me up every time because the idea of Mel Brooks' face I, on your ass just kind of kills me. <laughs> I haven't gotten to be that big a fan yet, but I do appreciate his work. <laughs> do it. Is, it. is that before or after you go down to Luke's for coffee? So. Oh, look at you right. with your Gilmore. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I got, I'm a dad of four daughters and a wife. Trust me, we watch Gilmore Girls nonstop. <laughs> I love that. Well, tell me how you two birds met. Like, what's your story? Why'd you guys decide to podcast? <laughs> Walt? <laughs> All right. Um, so it, I don't even know where to start with this. So a friend of ours had a kind of a nerd-based radio show in another radio station. It was called... 
BK on the radio. I won a walk-on on uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, uh, the J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek movie a few years ago. And so when I came back from that, the movie was released. BK had me on as a guest, and he and I had developed a, a good rapport. And I'd come on his show from time to time. BK show got picked up on the radio station where Alan works. So I had come in to um, hang out with them a couple of times. That's weird. I don't know what just happened. So anyway, I'm like, are you scared? Well, it's okay. Just tell the story. Just keep going, man. Just keep going. <laughs> it is a scary story. It's like Alan is like poking you, like, don't say it. This Walt. is a safe space, yeah, man. He's, he's got his cattle prod. So that's but then not BK his cattle was gone prod. One weekend, <laughs> and it's between two pillows. And <laughs> so I filled in for BK one week, and Alan and I got to be you know friends through that, and got to know each other better and better. And then I was kind of looking for the opportunity to do some sort of podcast. I had not figured out what I wanted to do. Alan came to me with this crazy idea and I was like, okay, I don't have to do much of the work. I'm in. So that's <laughs> kind of how we got connected with this thing. And why Wilder versus anyone else you could have done? So the, there's a lot of uh, podcasters that are in the niche, what we call the movies by minutes community. Yes, uh, it is blown up. Down a, yep. It is. There's, there's, there's a lot of podcasts dedicated to film franchises. And initially, a lot of people felt like, okay, we're the Indiana Jones minute. And we're going to look at all the Indiana Jones movies. Or we're the Rocky minute. We're going to look at the Rocky movies or the Alien minute. And so all the really good franchises, when I kind of got stumbled into that, were already taken. I was like, well, you know, I, I appreciate the Gilmore Girls, but I didn't think anybody was going to listen to the Gilmore Girls minute. So I decided, Yay. you know what? Caroline you know, jumping I, up and down. She's like, I'll do that. <laughs> but no, in reality, uh, we looked at it and said, there's nothing that says we can't do an actor versus a particular trilogy or a quadrilogy or whatever, you know, it's a, a movie universe. So I approached the group and I was like, would you guys be okay if we, instead of doing a franchise one minute at a time, we actually did the body of work of an actor and kind of bounced around based on what, you know, we decided to do. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. That way you don't have to necessarily do one kind of franchise. You can kind of bounce all over the place. We're like, that's, that was kind of the idea. So it gave us a little more latitude and a little more flexibility. And uh, we, you know, we, jumped into it the first two seasons just looking at a movie by gene wilder and one thing that was real appealing to me other than the fact that i've been a gene wilder fan my whole life is that you know unlike a, a movie franchise like say rocky where our friends doug and and jason do the rocky minute we had a wide variety of different styles and types of movie that gene had done so we knew that we could do everything from Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, his uh, Richard Pryor movies, just a ton of different things that he had done. And it, it opened us up to be pretty creative ourselves and to look at a lot of different styles of movies that he'd been in. See No Evil, Hear No Evil remains, I think, my favorite Pryor Wilder. Great, great movie. And, great uh, under movie. Underrated, you know, people just, I think they just forget about it a bit. But uh, yeah, it, it still makes me laugh every time. I watched it. I, don't know, I feel like about a year ago, and I feel like I still laugh my ass off. You know, and you look at the two of them, very different kinds of people, and they really, you know, apparently were not real close. They didn't get along. I mean, they didn't not get along, but they didn't, they weren't buddies outside of the movie. But their chemistry on screen is really good. And I think that's one of the best examples of that because the acting was so difficult. I mean, you've got one guy who's blind and one guy who's deaf, and they've got to work together. That's tough acting. And they, they pulled it off great. Yeah, and they did it with a sense of humor without it being offensive or farcical or nothing other than just a good time. Like, just what I think, and again, I think it's about their chemistry, like you said, but it, it I mean, it still entertains. You guys, though, had a switch for season three. Talk to us yeah. about that switch and, and, and how you decided to get to the new show format that you have. If there's going to be silver linings in 2020 because there's so many challenges in the year. Walt and I, after the first two seasons, realized we'd met a lot of really cool people. Reached out to people who we didn't even know, but we knew they had a connection to the movie or connection to an industry that we could relate to what was going on in one of the two movies, whether they were cowboy reenactors or historians for season two, or, you know, like I said, horror specialist or actors in season one. I said, wouldn't it be cool if we could just do kind of a side podcast where we just sort of have it more of a talk format? Because 
being in radio myself, I really enjoy meeting new people and just having a that conversation, just really getting into the what is it you do and why do you do it and where did you come from and where are you going? And and Walt was like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. And so we thought we could maybe, and we didn't think it was going to be season three, maybe somewhere down the road, we'll call it the Listener's Lounge, just kind of a place where our previous guests could come back and we just talk to them about who they are. Because when we bring them on during the first two seasons, we may introduce kind of in the first five minutes, like, who are you and what do you do and why are you here? But only to kind of set the stage for why they are relevant to this week's worth of minutes. But a couple of things happened. Uh, Walt's mom uh, got ill at the beginning of this year and COVID hit. The studio that we had allocated to lock down a lot of our recording sessions this season, all of a sudden said, we're not going to allow any guests to come in. We're going to lock everything down. And so Walt and I actually were spinning for a couple of months going, wait a minute, we recorded a couple of weeks of the movie We were going to do Silver Streak for our third season, the first pairing of Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. And we just say, well, you know what? We can't just not do something. What if we just go ahead and do our Wilder Ride Listener's Lounge now? Because most of the people that we'd want to talk to, we were going to do via either a phone call or a Zoom or an Internet session anyway. Let's just do that. So that way, at least we can put something out for season three because everything else has gone pretty much tango uniform on us. So tell listeners like what type of people that you have on, because I thought that they were, they were really fascinating guests that you had during the Listener's Lounge. Oh, my gosh, Walt. I mean, we've hit everything. and We've had people that were former FBI. Uh, we recently had a guy who decided after doing some rock climbing in Georgia, got so hooked into rock climbing, ended up quitting his job as a geologist and went into a full-time mode of, of go- leading people on rock climbing and mountain climbing adventures and has now climbed Everest five times, has skied unassisted to both the North and South Poles. Uh, we've got an episode dropping tomorrow about a, uh, one of the guys who actually has flown on the space shuttle, on a Soyuz rocket, has been on the International Space Station, and is now in training to be one of the next SpaceX missions next year. Yeah, he'll he'll actually command the uh, ISS. Anybody we think that we think is cool to talk to, and, and honestly, Walt and I have this conversation all the time, are we going to run out of people? And I said, you know what? Everyone's got an interesting story to tell. You just got to ask the right questions and frame it in the right way. And everyone, I think, has got something worth telling. I mean, whether you're the lifelong college professor who led his way up to you know becoming the president of a college to Susie Homemaker who wrote a best-selling novel to I mean I just think there's so many people out there that have cool lives and I like to be the outlet and I think Walt and I like being sort of like that new age version of Johnny Carson sort of a late night talk show that could also be a bit overwhelming though too because there are so many people out there with such interesting stories so what's your guys process for narrowing it down because you eventually have to ask someone to do the thing is it like a dartboard and and whiskey and a blindfold like <laughs> hey, what, are you available <laughs> sometimes it is are you available and uh and we even yes actually, yes we are yes it's caroline we're, we're booked. y'all are on that's how we that's how we get booked <laughs> well and Earlier this year, we had somebody cancel on us at like 2 o'clock on Monday when we were going to record at 5.30. And I picked up the phone and called my dad, who's a retired FBI agent and a Vietnam vet, and said, hey, can you come on? So we've had all kinds of crazy people come on for all kinds of reasons. And we try not to pick any one particular field. I mean, we're, we try to be all over the place. We've had radio broadcasters, podcasters. We've had, you know, again, people who have become mountain climbers, astronauts, lifelong police officers who retired. A guy who makes uh, hot pepper sauce in his, in his kitchen and sells it. Yeah, from the UK, all based on horror movies. And I mean, just it, to me, if I think it's interesting, I, that's all I really care about. I know there's an audience out there. And we always try to bring an engaging, entertaining show. And we have other segments we always add. So we kind of know the guest is the main part of that episode. But, you know, we do this, the typical late night TV show thing. Walt and I spend the first 10, 15 minutes of every episode just sort of, well, what's been going on this week? And kind of just having that chit chat back and forth. Then we bring the guest on and then the guest has the option of hanging out with us through the rest of the show where we've got some segments we've developed. We've got a bring out your dead segment where we look at a really funny or interesting <laughs> epiphany that's been ha- that someone wrote. Then we've got Do a you ring uh, a bell we- and scream, bring out your dead, bring yeah. out. 
actually do. We've got Eric Idle. We've got the soundbite. You hear it? Like, don't bring out your dad. Well, and we always use a great obituary for that. So we've had yes. some real crazy stuff that's that's popped up there. And then we even had one where we read the obituary, and then the next news article was that the family was not the ones who wrote that. Somebody wrote that as a joke and submitted it to the newspaper. And so this crazy thing about this lady being a drug addict and a prostitute and everything. And it turns out she's just this nice lady. And that was when our news story. So uh, we've had all kinds of crazy stuff. See, Mike, I'm not the only person who reads the obits and like totally like I I send them to Mike sometimes. That was literally a conversation we just had like like, about three weeks ago. I was like, can can you make sure that mine looks something like this? Because this one seems really great. And he's like, why are you reading the obituaries? I'm like, oh, you have come across some of the most creative, uh, you know, epitaphs written by the the family. You don't want to laugh, but at the same time, you realize what you're hearing. That person would have wanted you to laugh at their life, at the the adventures they went on. Right. Yes, I read one recently where he had the the man had a job offer he couldn't refuse, so he had to get going. But his his work on Earth here was done, and I was like, I want that to be oh, said that's about great. me. It was that's so great. well written. Well, and that's the thing that we keep saying is some of these people really grab life by the neck, and it, it is reflected in their obituary. And it's like mm-hmm. that's the kind of impression that I want to leave. Right, right. Someone who really right. lived, right? It's you know evident in what they leave behind. Yes. Yeah. Then we always uh, we always have two more segments that we always add every week, and this is kind of fun because it's a chance for us to do a little improv. We each are tasked with Walt looks up two like the strangest, weirdest, oddest news stories he could find, and I find two that I find. We we bounce back and forth. We call that. It's no bullshit segment because it's no bullshit. We read it on the internet. It's got to be true. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln told you uh, whatever you read on yeah, the internet yeah. is true. Yeah. Exactly. I, I heard it. Exactly. And, and then we always end up sort of with, uh, for our listeners, because, you know, kind of like us, we're always looking for new podcasts, new episodes to watch, new things. There's so much to binge, so much to read, so much to listen to. So we always try to have an entertainment section at the end where we say, okay, what are you watching? What are you li- reading? What are you listening to? And it's a chance for us to recommend Shows we've tried to stream, or in some cases, don't bother. It was horrible. Uh, what we're reading, if anything, and then uh, what are we watching or listening to? Whether it be a new album, a new group, or maybe a podcast, and it's always kind of like a recommendation to the audience of things for them to go try. I'm glad you actually kind of took us in that direction because now that we've covered how you pick the shows and and what you're talking about, who's the demographic for the show? Who do you think is listening? Do you guys craft the show for a certain kind of person? You know, is this good for my grandma as well as my son? Or is it like, you know, just people of a certain age? Like, what's the demo for you? And, you know. Everyone should be listening. All right. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, well, I, I think yeah, that's a good question. It's a good question because I think we've had parents who listen to the show who said, "Oh my God, my teenager who's getting ready to go to college needs to listen to this episode." And then we've had other people say, "Oh my God, I can't let my kids listen to this episode." So I think we're all over the place. I mean, we're both about the same age. We both have kids that run the gamut between, I think my youngest just turned 19. My oldest is 23. So I've got four girls in that range. So I had like the stair steps and I was just happy they're all out now. And then Walt's got a three daughters. So I think we're we're in that range where we, we can kind of identify with the college age audience, but we're also sort of the Gen Xers. And so a lot of our references and a lot of our inside jokes are probably more relatable to somebody that might be in their mid thirties and above. So I don't know that we have a dedicated audience so much as we want to keep everyone listening. We try very hard not to pick topics or go too deep into subjects that would cause maybe half the country to go, oh, I'm not listening to them because they believe X. You know, we don't want to get into politics and religion and stuff like that. Even though sometimes current events, you can't help but brush alongside of what's going on. We try to be very cognizant that there are so many different people out there with so many different beliefs. We don't want to drive anybody away. Unless you're my dad and then you just let it fly when you're on the show. Well, that's and- the guest. We have no control over what the guest says. Right. Yeah. And that's but why the we, disclaimer we also- is longer than the episode. Exactly. <laughs> but we also had um, Steve O'Donnell was on a few weeks ago, and he was the head writer for 
Letterman wrote a couple episodes of Seinfeld, uh, The Simpsons, a, a ton of stuff. But we knew that when Steve came on, you know, Letterman's not contemporary. He's going to be somebody who more appeals to people my age or, you know, Alan's age or older. But we knew that he was going to be an interesting guy. So we loved having him on. And then the episode that drops tomorrow, as Alan said, is uh, the guy who's going to command the International Space Station. I mean, that appeals, in my mind, from everybody from age 10 to age 90. Everything you're saying is speaking to me. My God, I feel like everything from Alan's children's ages to all the way to like, I just watched the, the space shuttle launch last night. It was amazing. Uh, wasn't that awesome? Yes. I was like 10, 9. I was like dancing. Yeah, doing it. Oh, and wait till <laughs> so you hear when Shane describes what happens in those 10 seconds. Uh, I'll never describe it the same way. But, you know, we had asked him, what is it like the first time up? And he said that in the last two or three seconds, the rocket starts to kind of feel like it's going to fall over and then it just goes. (laughs) And I was like, holy crap that is incredible <laughs> that's kind of what riding like in my car is like so i'm actually very familiar my daughter with that drives the same way yeah. <laughs> yeah. well and, and so funny. it's really you know for us we know that when we're talking to people who are interesting to us they're probably going to be interesting to a lot of other people too and that's really kind of our goal come on our show tell your story and walt and i actually share a a, a pretty mutual philosophy something that drives us nuts it's sort of a pet peeve is listening to radio hosts who bring a guest on and then don't let the guest talk so our goal is during the guest segment it's about the guest, and we really try to keep it focused on the guest. And even though we'll come up with questions or we might relate a story to what they just told, we want to make sure that if the guest took the time out of their schedule to be on our show for 45 minutes to maybe up to an hour and a half, depending on how long the episode is, we want to make sure they feel like it was about them, that they weren't just there as sort of like wall dressing. You guys are clearly pros, and I know this probably doesn't even apply to you guys, but plenty of podcasts that we talk to say, please, for the love of God, do not go back and listen to our first podcasts. They are so embarrassing. They are so poorly done. We didn't know what we were doing. Now, I don't know that that even applies to you guys, but if it does, do you feel like there was an episode somewhere along the line that is like the perfect jumping off point for people where they could like really understand who you guys are and sort of get the groove of the podcast? Yeah, like a best example of, of an entry point. Well, it depends. Do you mean in the movies by minutes format like we did in seasons uh, one and two or hey, season three? You here? See. I mean, you're talking to the listeners, so you tell them where should they jump in? Where should they check you out? I would say there are two places that I would that I would suggest. One of them in this season, you could really pick from about ten or fifteen different people that we interviewed that are coming from all different backgrounds and just get a feel for who we are. But one of them was Hawk Hagaback, who we interviewed earlier in the season. He's a good friend of mine from high school. We we've been friends since ninth grade. Hawk lost his wife to cancer and his dad to a heart attack within a week of each other. And oh he is a retired cop. He's a former uh, Coast Guard guy. He he actually did like the rescues that you see on Deadliest Catch. Uh, he did those for a while. So he's he's got all these crazy things. Well, he jumped on his motorcycle and rode all over the U.S. and all over Canada. And about about a month after his wife and and dad died, and so you kind of get a little bit of a feel for the humanity of what our show is trying to get. You know, we learned a lot just from hearing what he had to say about grief and suffering and uh, how he's dealt with it and what his life's been like. That was pretty cool. But then also to turn around and listen to Shane Kimbrough talk about blasting into outer space or my dad talk about crashing his helicopter in Vietnam. You know, we've got my um, stepnephew who's just come out with his second album. We interviewed him earlier in the season. So kind of pick one there. But I would say, too, Alan, in season one, I think some of the ones that I liked the best were when we were talking about the segment of the movie where he was reanimating the Frankenstein monster. And we kind of got into some deep conversation there just about how he was looking at it as we're shaking off all these old ideas about God and the universe and everything else. And and now humans are going to become superior. And then immediately behind that, as the monster goes on a rampage, he cries out and says, Oh God, help me. <laughs> We realize well. It's still you know funny, what? even listening to you talk about it. It's still funny. 
<laughs> it is. And, and, and it's and it's funny and it's funny for a lot of reasons. And one of them is I get that. <laughs> like I come up with these great plans that I screw up and it's like, well, <laughs> I should have known better. <laughs> I should have known. I'm going to add to this, but in, in a different, which is why I think Walt and I work so well together because we come at things from a different perspective. I think the only thing I'd say about where we started in our very first few episodes was we were afraid to take our time. We thought, oh, it's a minute of the movie. It's opening credits. Let's just rush through it. We got, you know, who cares? And we would make those episodes maybe 15 or 20 minutes. And then we realized, oh, my gosh, there were so many stories about so many of these people that all came together to tell these stories that by the time we got to season two, we were comfortable. If it took 40 minutes to tell what was going on in that minute, then so be it. Or if it took an hour, so be it. We didn't feel compelled to be compressed. And so I think the the, the early mistake we made in, in season one was feeling we had to go faster than we needed to. I love that comment because that's a self-realization that a lot of podcasts don't have, but ones that make it past the first eight or 10 episodes, you know, the ones who kind of show commitment and keep going with it. You see at some point, the length of the episode almost invariably starts to get longer and longer and longer. I think a lot of times it's comfortability. It's just what you're saying. It's, it's being comfortable in your own skin. It's being comfortable behind a microphone and comfortable with your partner and your format. And in you decide decide that, you know, I don't need to do this in 20 minutes or 30 minutes. You know, I can sit and take 45 minutes an hour because if people are listening, they're going to stay with you. You know, they, they want more right. content. So it's a bit of a tightrope act as well, because I've listened to podcasts where people are just droning for the sake of droning on and on and sure. on. You have to be aware when you've run out of the questions that are worth asking or the content is starting to begin. To, you're running out of stuff to talk about. You have to be aware of that. You know, sometimes that takes place in 45 minutes and you're like, okay, we're done. That's great. We told the story. Sometimes it's two hours, but you have to also be very aware of what's going on in the moment. That means you have to be really invested in the guest, invested in the show. You can't be streaming, you know, something on your phone in between. You can't be on Facebook, you know. Right. Okay, you can't be trying take, to watch take something. your shots, Alan. Take your shots. I know, but <laughs> well, that's why I drive just the got show. really personal. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you notice it was very specific, right? <laughs> There's well, a story there, behind there, that. There is a reason I drive the show and Walt comes along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> and that is true. But no, no, we but we work very well together. Yeah, and I was basically going to say the same thing. I think that there are guests that you have on, and if it is a guest-driven format, there are times when you know it's over. You know, you're not going to get anything else out of that guest that's worthwhile. Or, you know, not that it's not worthwhile, but you've pretty much plumbed the the dark, the deep there. But The darkness? Wow. 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 I I was just thinking about one guest in particular, but... uh... You could tell your mind went like, remember that? You just, like, looked off to the side. Trying to be nice. Hey, look, we... We had a guest who was in the, brought in at night. <laughs> Look seriously, we had a guest that was brought in by a, a priest who didn't know how to perform an exorcism and brought him in to help. Yeah, him. yeah, we. What? Yeah, this guy's yes. a ghost hunter. It was two episodes back. Kyle Cobb. Yeah, that's that is an episode worth listening to. The interesting thing is, both Alan and I are real skeptics, and so Kyle is a ghost hunter, and we thought, oh, we're you know, this is going to be an uncomfortable dance. But he was like, no, I'm a skeptic too. That's why it works because. I look and go, okay, is this just the pipes with air stuck in them? Is this a shingle that came loose on the roof or is this something real? Right. Is this some Scooby-Doo bullshit or, Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, he was pretty interesting. We could have talked to him all night, but again, I mean, that's a guy who's just full of great stories. He's also an artifact collector. When we're talking to somebody and they just keep telling great stories, we just sit back and listen. We may ask a question or two here and there, but just let them talk. And then other people, you're kind of like, okay, let's pull them across the finish line and move <laughs> on to bring out your dad. Yeah, it's going to be a, again, th- a three whiskey night for sure. Yeah. When exactly. You're done with yep. But really we we're very fortunate. We we've had a great year so far. We've not had really any guests that we've had a hard time with. Everybody's come in, told their story. It, it's been really great. We, we've had a, just a, a tremendous year. This next one is a question that we ask everyone, and it always has kind of a varying degree of response. And given your last year, I'm curious what you're going to say. For each of you, what stands out as a memorable moment from the podcast, whether because something went excellent and and everything went right or because it was just a fucking nightmare or somewhere (laughs) in between? 
for me, one of the more recent ones we did, you know, we talked to a guy, as the guy was telling about who has climbed Mount Everest five times. He decided, I'm going to ski to the North Pole unassisted with a friend of mine to make a documentary about it. And then I'm going to do it again, this time from the South Pole. And I'm thinking, I've just interviewed somebody who's accomplished more physically in their lives than I'll ever even dream of being able to accomplish. And I just felt like a sense of awe. Is that a thing people do? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, it's, right. But I mean, it was a sense of awe. I mean, at one point I felt like, am I talking to the guy who wrote the story about this guy? No, no, this is the guy who actually did it. And he's just an ordinary, normal guy that just grew up in Marietta, Georgia and discovered a love of rock climbing and decided that that's what his passion was going to You know, I'll, I'll say one of the things I realized, no matter what, whoever we've brought on, the one kind of through line for everybody this season is you realize the reason why these people are fun to talk to is they worked hard. They never said no. They never said quit. When they found their dream, their path, their passion, they went for it and they kept fighting and fighting and they kept going. That to me is the great lesson of all of the guests we've had is if you found something, you love something, it's a passion. Don't give up on it. You never know what journey is going to, you know, what the journey is going to be. Just enjoy the ride and go for it, but never say no. Never give up. I just, when I heard the story about this guy and, and, and all the mountains he's climbed and it was awe-inspiring. It truly made me feel for the first time. It felt like, wow, I really haven't done anything, <laughs> you know? Right. Well, I better right. get off my ass and do something so I can, I can have something worth writing about someday. So that way when Walt does the bring out your dad, he can, you know, talk about me. I was, I'm sitting here thinking <laughs> I can eat a pizza in one sitting and it just seems like it feels like it fails in comparison to that guy. Well, dream bigger, Mike. Dream bigger. I can eat two pizzas in one sitting. Well, you know, what yeah. I was thinking is he may have done all that, but we got his story out there and right. nobody else has done that. <laughs> That's right, so, Walt. That's right, so buddy. Who's the real hero, Walt? Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. If a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to talk to the tree about it, did it even happen? It, Does it even exactly? Matter? And and Mike, to echo your your statement, the real heroes stuff themselves with pizza. That's what I'm. Hell yeah, about. they do. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. I am there with you. Solidarity, you know, like, my man. But I'm looking through all our our guest lists and all the topics that they brought. And one thing, the one word that stands out to me as we look through it is every single one of them came and talked about their passion. You know, that thing that drives them. And so that to me has made it so that every single Monday, I can't wait to sit down and hear that next story. I love yeah. that. I love that. You guys have had such amazing people on the show. Do you each have a dream guest in the back of your mind that you just really cross your fingers is going to come on and talk with you guys? Now, a caveat. We asked this question because uh, several of our former IWAP guests have, like, we've been able to help manifest this into reality for them. They have said it, and then within a couple of weeks, one person within, like, three days of recording yeah. came like to us. Secret, yeah, I said, like, sent us a DM and said, you remember we mentioned blah, blah, blah? Like, they're doing our show in, like, two weeks. Like, they hooked it. Like, it happened. Think carefully before you answer. <laughs> Make it important. <laughs> we can't do dead people. So, oh, I always say dead or alive. Well, yes. I always say dead or alive. Yes, yes, yes. But I don't know. We can't manifest that unless you bring I Kyle bring back. Bring the dead back. Well, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle might. Yeah. Bring back your dead. Bring um, back your dead. So it's a new saying. Okay, so the dream guest for me, I'll say this. Like, like this is the get out of jail free card guest that I've always wanted to uh, talk to is Charlize Theron. I don't have any dreams that that's going to happen anytime soon, but that would be like the ultimate because I think she's a fantastic actress. I've loved just about everything she's ever been in. I'll go see anything she's in. I obviously have a fetish for Charlize Theron, but... You know, that would yeah, be like the dream guest. you said get out of jail guest. free card, but were you thinking hall pass? Were you using a different Yeah, a different that's word the same there? thing. Like, well, the he's also planning on getting in jail with Charlie well, Theron. Whatever happens, it. it's going well, to involve jail. He does jail. have a restraining order on him, so. <laughs> no, 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 yes. no. See, like, you're like hall pass. I guess that's the same thing. My wife and I, we each have had that game. We're like, okay, if an actor of whatever stature were all of a sudden to say, I'm in town, I'm staying in hotel room, blah, 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 I'd love for you to stop by. That's like, oh, yeah, I would. if you're not going, I'm going in your stead, so you better go ahead and do it. So, yeah, that would be it, the get-out-of-jail-free card. But honestly, in my career between radio and podcasting, I've met so many people and talked to so many cool people from movie stars to politicians to Joe Friday just, you know, doing the, the, the hard work of just keeping, you know, four, you know, three square meals on the day and, you know, putting four kids through college. 
I don't know that there's any one person that I don't think is that's not worth talking to. You know, it's I don't know that I've got any like there's the fantasy guest. Like I said, Charlize Theron for me is the fantasy guest. But everyone to me is kind of like worth talking to. I love that. Follow that, Walt. Yeah, man, you put me in a terrible situation. Uh, Gosh, Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think I'm always fascinated with people who either revolutionize something or are the first ones to do something. You know, when we were talking to uh, Shane Kimbrough last week, just talking to him about those firsts of your first time in space, your first spacewalk, your first return to Earth, all that stuff. I always like to to hear from people who do those first, whatever, whatever it is, um, and people who are innovative and creative. So. I don't know, maybe somebody like, a, you know, a, a musician, I would have said David Lee Roth, um, but he's, you know, I don't know that he really represents Van Halen like Eddie Van Halen would have. But I, I do always love those innovators, you know, those people who are super creative and find that thing that that makes a difference. And so, uh, I mean, even looking at somebody like Wayne Gretzky, I'm a lifelong hockey fan and played when I was a kid. He changed the way the game was played. And I would love to talk to him about that. Uh, so, that, you know, I, I think if I could expand that, maybe change the rules like I always do, I just hope that our season next season, if, if this is the format we follow, has as many interesting people as we had this year. Because, I, I mean, literally every week I'm walking away going, I had no idea. And, man, that's so totally amazing that that person did that. Yeah, I, I know that's the, uh, that's kind of a lame answer, but that's kind so, of my answer. So Charlie Theron also for you? That's, yes, that's exactly. Okay. That's what I, I heard. I to say Jennifer Aniston. Let's be fair. I would, I would like to interview George Miller as much as Charlie Theron because I've been a Mad Max fan since I was 12 and saw you know, The Road Warrior, as it was called here, for you know, the second movie in the franchise, and then learned what Mad Max was and saw the first movie and became a fan. So I think people like that, people who have had, I, I guess like Walt, the, the the folks out there that have been sort of dreamers and pioneers in whatever it is they do. But you know what? Even at the smallest level, if, if you want to call it small, everyone we talked to this season was a dreamer of their own, whether it was to be in radio or to be an astronaut or to be in the FBI or, you know, to be a cop, to go on an adventure. I mean, everyone had some story to tell, and it was all about, you know, a, a passion that led them to do something that was really cool to talk about. Talk to us about what projects you have coming up, what things you want to do with the podcast, you know, where, where do you, where do you see it going, you know, or where would you like to take it? If you, you guys have a Patreon, if you want to, you know, talk about that a bit. It's a good question of where we're going next. I, I think that we both really like what we're doing, but we also both like breaking down movies and doing some stuff like that. So I, I imagine we'll do a little bit of both. Uh, this has just been for everybody a weird year. Uh, so we're going to probably take a breath in about a month after we uh, finish this season and see what direction we're going. But I really like our format and I really like the creativity and what we're doing. But if you just stay tuned and really the best way to find out what we're doing, what we're up to is we have a what's called a listeners group on Facebook. And so if you go to Facebook.com slash The Wilder Ride, follow us there and then hit the button that comes up to join our listeners group. And we'll have all the news of what we're doing. We really need to do a better job of saying, hey, here's who's coming up on our show. But uh, we have done some of that. Also on our website, we have everything, and our website is thewilderride.com. I know you already mentioned uh, Shane coming up, but uh, what are some episodes, if you can, if you have any banked, uh, that you want to tease to to whet the whistle, the appetite? The great thing is uh, we've got, uh, what, 27 other shows that we've done this season, so you've got a lot to listen to. And then coming up, we'll have uh, Melania Kai, who is a um, a kind of a rising star in the political talk world here in the Southeast. Uh, Randy Edwards, who's a trial attorney here in Atlanta, but who is a uh, former NFL player. Then we've got a couple of people that we're working on, a guy who's just about to publish a book on Tom Petty and his life in Los Angeles. And then Ryan Rabalkin will finish out the year. He's the one who does a lot with the Sylvester Stallone podcast, but he's also in the Canadian Navy. And I'm real interested to hear he's an officer in the Canadian Navy. So I'm real interested to hear from him. And I think he's got like 14 kids or something. You have to wonder if they ride horses on the boats. 
I think they do. Yeah, and they, they wear those big they, mounty hats. Yeah, they yeah. actually wear yeah. moose. They, they ride moose. That's sensible. That's sensible. Yeah. So charge yeah, moose, so. charge into the ocean. <laughs> I think well, moose can swim. Buoyant. Yeah. yeah see? They are. Look at yeah. us. We're like, no, wait a minute. I think I know about moose. Caroline's brilliant. I can already tell. She's the brains of the operation. She keeps the ship. She keeps all of this shit running. Well, and we're yeah, like Walt said, by uh, that last interview, we'll uh, we'll actually have it mid December. We're gonna we're gonna take a few weeks off for the holidays and kind of recap and regroup and see where we are in January. But I'm like Walt. I like the format shift. We always thought this would be a second show anyway. And then we have to decide because this does take ironically as much effort in some, as some instances when you're, when you're researching a movie, I can go do that on my own. I'm not waiting for someone to respond. I'm not looking to see whose agent do I need to get in touch with or whose manager I need to get in touch with, or will they respond to me on social media or whatever. And sometimes, you know, you, you throw like, as you know, you guys probably did the same thing trying to get guests. You throw a hundred arrows out there and hope one sticks somewhere that they respond back and go, "Hey, why'd you shoot me with an arrow?" So you can, you know, try to have a conversation and try to get them scheduled. I really like what we're doing. It's it's just so much fun to have sort of a, a, a true in my mind a Johnny Carson late night sort of throwback talk show. You really are about reminding or being cognizant that the audience is made up of a lot of different perspectives and points of view, and there's no reason to make it a show that incites or, or irritates because it's not that. You know, There's plenty of other shows out there. If you want to lean to the left, lean to the right, lean to the middle, wherever, that's not what we're about. We're more about the engagement, the entertainment, and the storytelling. You're more about which way you hang, not which way you lean. Exactly. I was going, I was waiting for you to get going. Well, now. <laughs> I knew Mike would hop in there. So, you guys, I know. <laughs> I for know me, by the way, it's have... straight down and I, I make a hole. Oh, so, it, it's, right. it's got weird. <laughs> you were wondering. We all were. Weren't we, boys? Weren't Walt and Alan and I just like, uh, hey, was, we're, was, we're on the side. We're DMing was, each other. Uh, I'm like, hey, you guys, ask I mean, Mike how his dick is. I mean, listen, Walt's mic, Walt's mic is rising up and down, and he's not talking, so I have to imagine he's just breathing heavy. So. Oh Looking up uh, appropriate lube viscosity right now. Oh, who this, needs lube? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, well. stop. Okay, anyway, I was going to ask you guys. <laughs> and Caroline will do our final question. Caroline? I was going to ask you guys, so I know that your schedule differs whether you're doing your listener's lounge or whether you're doing your movie recaps. So how can people know when to find your show? Well, our listener's lounge drops every Tuesday, uh, barring some kind of crazy issue. And then when we are doing our movie by minute, uh, that drops Monday through Friday throughout the season, and the season runs about six to eight months, depending on the length of the movie. Right. Basically, you get, look at the movie. If it's a 90-minute movie, there's going to be 90 episodes, five episodes a week. Although we did have a discussion about dropping it to three episodes a week to kind of give us a little more breathing time. It's amazing. The first season, one of the things we learned, we banked 40 episodes before the first got released. And when you're releasing five episodes a week, you think, ah, it's plenty of... By the end, I was like, geez, we've only got like a week of leftover before we're going <laughs> to oh get God, these next yeah. ones recorded, edited, right. and posted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there were a few that Alan actually uploaded about three hours before they had to go yes. live uh, we're familiar yeah. with that right. <laughs> but you know what i think every, pod, every podcaster deals with that every podcast team whether you're an individual a team whatever i'm a big fan of saying you know you've got to be aware that life does happen things come up your audience needs to understand that as well if you've done a good job and you're conscientious about what you're putting out and you really love what you're doing your audience will understand if you have to put out a message that says, hey, sorry, we're not going to be able to get an episode this week or we're going to be a late, late a day because Internet went down or we had a bad storm. We had a hurricane come through or the, the effects of power outage. You know, things happen. And I think that's why we love our listeners group, because it's a chance for us to just be ourselves and have a good time in our Facebook page and just... If we're going to see a movie, you know, we try to make it, again, it's no politics, no religion inside there. There's plenty of other places for that. But, you know, if you're going to see a movie, if you want to talk about a funny meme or whatever that has to do with culture and art and fun and just, it's a great place to just kind of kick back, relax, and just be with, a, you know, a couple thousand other friends who love the same stuff. That's amazing. I, I'm wondering, guys, where can I find your podcast? And give me some social media tags that I'm looking for. Like, where are you on Twitter and where are you on Instagram? 
Well, this is the cool thing. When we came up with the idea, the name of the show, The Wilder Ride, there was no website. There was no social media of any kind that used that name. And it was just short enough that we didn't have to even change it for Twitter. So it's The Wilder Ride everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We also um, have a Patreon page. I know, uh, Mike, you mentioned that earlier. We did do several movies. Uh, the show, as you know, putting on a podcast between hosting fees and, and audio hosting fees, as well as website fees and everything else that goes into it. Plus, all the time you have to spend away from family and friends, editing, recording, doing all the stuff that has to go into putting the show together. Uh, we do have a Patreon show if you want to help support the show. Uh, got several tiers from a dollar a month up to, I think, $30 a month if you want. And if you are paying it that much, you will be a guest, a recurring guest on our episode in featured episodes as an executive producer of the show. So a couple of different things out there to try to entice those who might be willing to support the show. I love that so much. Uh, you guys have been a blast. Uh, you know, it, whenever we do these interviews with a podcast, it can sometimes be like a real potluck because you don't know these people. That's the whole point of doing it, right? This is a speed dating thing. We're trying to figure out if if you're a good match for for our listeners, if the listeners are a good match for you, and, and kind of putting, putting them all together. But you guys have just been an absolute blast. This has been a very fun and fast hour. So thank you guys so much for coming out and hanging out with us at the clubhouse. Yeah, we really appreciate y'all having us on. I mean, this was, this was great. And, uh, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Whenever we're a guest somewhere, you're always like, how hard is this going to be to pull these teeth? But this has been a blast. We've really loved it. I was going to say, Mike, Caroline, both of you, uh, I think, I, I don't know if you were rolling, but I almost feel bad that we missed out on 15 minutes of content even before we started rolling because uh, it was easy to see that we all were very comfortable talking on the mic, talking with each other. And when you get a group of people together that you just feel like you can just be yourself, you don't have to worry about like putting on a front, you can just be you and be honest. It just makes it so much easier and so much more fun. And I think the audience picks up on that. So I really appreciate you guys asking us to be on. Uh, we got a bunch of that recorded and that will go into our little <laughs> private listening vault. <laughs> that will not be for the public consumption. <laughs> There's oh some Patreon God. content for you. At the Where was that looking up that episode. lube situation? While the <laughs> Join us for Pod Clubhouse After Dark. Exactly. <laughs> well, over on Pod Clubhouse, our big thing is that we like to mix and match hosts so anytime that there's a show that you guys have any interest in talking come on over and visit with us over in the clubhouse we like to hang out and just chit chat up about whatever tv show movie things that are going on in the world what anything you. really come you know pop over. culture anything anything that tickles your fancy you can just come over and yeah, talk to us we'll about tickle it. your fancy too yeah <laughs> awesome i need my fancy tickled don't we all <laughs> this is caroline <laughs> Uh, this is Mike. Thanks for listening to Interview with the Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Interview with the Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please remember to leave us five stars if you can. We really appreciate it because we don't want to have to come tickle your fancy. And uh, yeah, well, thanks. Maybe we will tickle your fancy. Oh, maybe, yeah. Stars. Maybe leave us five stars. We'll come tickle whatever you want to tickle. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening. This has been an original Pod Clubhouse production. Pod Clubhouse is a podcast network dedicated to encouraging collaboration among podcasters and friends to bring a fresh voice and diverse perspective on a wide array of content. Please visit and leave a comment for us at podclubhouse.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Pod Clubhouse. Our DMs are always open, and we'd love to hear from you. Third, I have I have essentially been having headphones on since 4 p.m. today. I've been recording, nice. so uh, you were you were getting fresh and punchy, Mike. So good luck. <laughs> well, we just did a two and a half hour uh, episode of our show right before this, so nice. I was doing you. like a 10 hour podcast. <laughs> 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 oh wow, got a one up. Here. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> it's not a competition, Caroline. Isn't it though? I feel like I, I saw a comedy bang bang recommendation from one of you two recently. Oh yeah, did, did that, that was for me. Yep. Uh, I am a big CBB guy, so I was just thinking of uh, their ten hour anniversary special episode from last That's year. That's right. That was great. It I was didn't listen great. to the whole thing. Well, I did. I'm a real fan. I don't know. <laughs> it was one of those that I kept listening to more and more of it, and I was like, I've got to get through the whole thing. I, I yeah. think I've got an, about an hour and a half left. So, but did you? Do you ever watch the TV show? I did. I haven't watched every episode. I tend to, from the people from the radio show that I like, or from the podcast that I like, I tend to go and watch their episodes. 
episodes. Oh, yeah. So I, I kind of like jump around. Yeah. Yeah, the Paul F. Tompkins episodes and uh, Jason Manzukas, you can't beat those. those you are... cannot beat them. You are correct. Awesome. <sighs> so this is a dedicated uh, fan podcast for Comedy Bang Bang. We're going to talk about that tonight. <laughs> okay, I'm Ooh. in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I guess I'll log off. And... <laughs> <laughs> Me and Alan will be over I... here. Walt is a fan favorite of fan favorite Rudy yeah, Morse. Alan, thanks for just like leaving me. Yeah. You're like, I guess I'm just going to log off. Bye, yeah. Alan's thanks, the worst. Dude. Oh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know you felt the same. I mean, you and I could talk about dance something else. with I don't the know, one you like... came with, but you could dance with others. Jeez. Could... Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you might have some interest that I'm into. Maybe uh, Shakespeare. We, maybe we Star Wars. I mean, pick something. Nobody's <laughs> interested in Shakespeare, Alan. Many, or many Star Wars. <laughs> I'm wearing little buns. Wait, don't don't start right a here. don't start a sentence with what I'm wearing. I I also I mean oh. I've, I've known Caroline for a long time and I was like, where is she going with that? I, I you, knew, you knew I might I might just like say it. You don't even know. Yeah, yeah, look, I'm wearing I'm gonna say my nothing. Gold there yeah. you go. Not in front of Walt though, because he'll get jealous. I'm on Java's barge. Uh, There's plenty to go around. So, Caroline, you want to run us through the rules, the ground rules? Sure. There really are no rules. There are no rules. Yes. Uh, You guys can swear. You guys are welcome to go off on tangents. We edit. So if you say something about your wives or children or mothers that you regret, we'll take it off. Just let us know. Not a problem. Not Each a problem. other's fair game. So. Yeah, feel free. Um, maybe say something about Mike. We want to take out. I uh, well, the, one of the middle podcast I did today, I was actually a guest on a podcast, which is, doesn't usually happen. Oh, I'm usually the host. Cool. I'm not the guest, and it was kind of weird. So, I, I a couple times I had to rein myself in from asking questions, like, <laughs> like 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 someone on the witness stand starting to ask the prosecution questions. Be like, "What do you mean by that? You fucking tell me." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you feel pretty ready for this, yeah? Uh, yeah, whenever right, do you're we ready. need to record ourselves locally, or how are you handling this? So uh, we record all the tracks. Oh, we were just so. going to tell okay. later, like an audio description of what happened. Yes, much more kind of, <laughs> kind of like a like a myth mythology Did episode. Do you guys want to be on this? <laughs> <laughs> we're just listening to y'all. Like yeah. like C-3PO telling the story of Star Wars to the Ewoks. That's how we're going to convey this. <laughs> so this week we do. We the wild, Alan and Walter. We just described the wilder ride to others. <laughs> there we were, two guys from outside Atlanta. They had no idea what but they were doing. Different areas from. of Atlanta. They're in different areas of different Atlanta. Different parts of outside of Atlanta. Different areas of exile. As it turns out, Caroline and I also outside of Atlanta. We had that in common right <laughs> we away. There was chemistry. We felt true. it. Jesus was in this Chili's. We felt him. <laughs> what in the world? That's a line from The Office, so from the Dungeons episode. <sighs> I All did right, not drink enough for this. Let me just <laughs> uh, you're not the first guest to say that, so. We can do shots. Let me catch this. up. <laughs> Please. Don't leave a girl awesome. out. Come on. That's why we record at 9 o'clock at night. So, so, so we can, so get we can the, just go to sleep. We can get the, we can get the drinking on. <laughs> go to bed. Uh, so funny. Well, if I was at home, I would just use a gummy. Oh, where okay. are you? Wow, where are you, gummy eater? I'm in my office. I have uh, I have three kids and two dogs and uh, a gummy uh, and gummy. and gummies. I can't record at home. Oh, so. understand. But I do have a bottle of bourbon that I just hit, so I'm good. Fantastic, mm, nice. Alan. What's your scene? Uh, <laughs> what's, your, what's your recreation of choice? <laughs> You're like, I, I prefer cutting and hookers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Bags and bags of Coke. Yeah. <laughs> I do Stop blow off belly. a stripper's tits. That's, <laughs> oh my God. that's my We're jam. Like, he he has been you, listening. It's an old joke, but if you come over to my house, just you could just smell the air and look, you'll find my room. It's the room that smells of weed and disappointment. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You'll, you'll you'll know where you are. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Not so much Bert and Ernie as like dirty sure Bert and Ernie. I like it. Mm, it's good. Mm. Oh, I could have been someone. Uh. 
All right. Oh <laughs> Whenever you guys are ready. <laughs> all right. I'll start then. Mike That's been the show, The Wilder Ride, available on all of your podcast it's apps. It's been wild. Do you guys say that at the end? I want you to say that at the end now. From now on, go, it's been Actually, wild. <laughs> if you we want know. me to we, record we it for you, I'll go, it's been wild. You can oh, yes, please. Slap that on please the end do of that. Oh, do you have your air horn? We will say it. We will oh, say yes. it that way. <laughs> wild. Exactly. I'll do that. It's been wild. And then you do that. Wild. <laughs> wild. Right the end. Yeah, there you go. Wild. We'll record that for you if you like. Yeah. We'll do a promo for you guys. So. Cool. Right, we so should do that. A awesome. contest. Come up with your own promo for our show. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Let's as long as we get a T-shirt or Daddy's blowing hookers, whatever, voices. whatever you can get in the mail. <laughs> the wild ride sitting out blowing hookers to to our best listener who comes up with a, a closing for us. These motherfuckers got the best swag ever. <laughs> oh my gosh! You come up with a jingle, and we'll jingle your. Never mind. So. <laughs> Oh, you got to finish that? That's like hair. Jingle <laughs> your like, bells, <laughs> hey. Like, finish it. It's Christmas time. <laughs> there you go. All right, Mike, you ready? There's a there's a ho-ho, the Ooh, naughty elf. Still got more in him. Cup, cum, <laughs> can, candy cum, candy king cum everywhere. It's another cuppy ping thing. <laughs> Call back thing. Candy king cum? Is that yeah, what you're saying? It's just a bunch the, of C-words. Uh, ho-ho, the naughty elf. Uh, every time she goes, um, it's it's her coming everywhere, but it's like candy king cum. Frick? It's like snow. Well, it, yeah. well if it's minty sound. tasting, I'll get into that. So that's cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't care which side. Tastes like mint. <laughs> Wow. So Alan has discerning taste, it sounds like. <laughs> the man's a connoisseur. Just respect that. It really yeah. is. That's true. Okay. That is true. Of hookers and blow, what are you going to do? Mm. All right, not, not all are made the same. Yes. No, it's true. Of course it's true. <sighs> this is Caroline. And this is Mike. Welcome to Interview with the Podcast. 